0: Hello, hello, hello.
1: 3 hellos. Yes. There's only one person here, Jordan.
0: I, well, so I'm saying hello to myself. <laughs> I'm saying hello to you and I'm saying hello to God. <laughs> How about that? All right, and to our and to our audience. This is Resident Skeptics with uh the amazing, the incredible, the slightly attractive me, Jordan. And then there is Connor as well. So,
1: yes, I am here.
0: Yes, um he uh he is also intelligent and also mildly mildly just enough just
1: enough to survive in this world
0: (laughs) just enough I I put a couple of brain cells together every day
1: minimum requirements
0: that's right that's right honestly some days require like minimal minimal intelligence some days require a lot more thinking power it just depends on the day right
1: yeah I ran out of a lot of it this week during work
0: yeah I've been I've been definitely kind of a little bit burned out lately but I'm trying to sleep a bit more which has been helpful, which is why we're doing this super late in the in the day because I needed to sleep.
1: I'm trying to sleep less. What? Why? And, and work out more.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. We could have a whole conversation about fitness. I like fitness. When I say fitness, I mean health.
1: Fitness is good, everybody. Just remember, as long as as long as the government's telling you what to do with your health, you mm-hmm. might want to think about exercising.
0: Yeah, exercise which... is good for you. It changes my entire day. Like if I'm feeling depressed, even if I don't feel like it. I will go to the gym, and it's like forcing yourself to do something against your will. It's it's really powerful. It's really powerful, And so I'd recommend uh, people do it. And I actually went to a new gym.
1: Um, oh no, was it Planet Fitness? No, oh, no, it was God.
0: it was no 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 no. It was Sports Center. Okay, um, I've never heard of them. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. Um, it's it's a bit expensive, but I figured it was worth it. Um, and I went to the gym, went to the weight room, and if anyone doesn't know what I look like, I am a. Very small. Um, I have a scrawny half Asian lady. Oh, I think um, we discussed
1: in the last podcast. 130 pounds.
0: 130 full pounds. Five
1: foot six, almost. Four. Five foot four. Five foot four. Yeah. Oh, I think there was actually a there was a meme about being able to throw people that were five foot four and under this week. <laughs> so. I, you'll have to show me that later.
0: I'm I'm curious. <laughs> um, but I literally went into the gym and. It was about, I'd say about 90% men, and they were just, some of them. I
1: think it normally is.
0: Well, some of them, here's the point. Some of them were like, yeah, all of them were pretty muscular for the most part, but some of them were unnaturally muscular, like for sure.
1: Like steroids?
0: Oh, yeah. Like when your <laughs> neck is as thick as your head, like you're doing something. Something's There's nothing happening.
1: wrong with that, Jordan. There's nothing wrong with looking like a tree.
0: If he wants to look like a tree, that's fine. I'm just saying, this is a personal Jordan opinion. I don't have any data to back this up. But it ain't cute, all right? It's not cute, all right? Um, but some of them were, like, genuinely, like, naturally muscular. But it's a very, very intimidating place. But it's important to just, like, you zone in on what you're doing and you don't look around too much. Mm-hmm. And then everything's fine and hope that no one's staring at your butt, which would be unfortunate. It happens. Yeah,
1: it's going to happen.
0: It's just going to happen. But don't get too offended, all right? Just, yeah, just That keep better going. just be all that they do. What? what that,
1: that just better be all that they do at that's, the most. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like people- They look, no touching. They, no, There's isn't. There's is a no touch policy. Um, But you know, for today, right? I'm gonna get back to what we're talking about today. I thought we'd do a theme episode. Okay. You wanna do a theme?
1: We can, we, we, we can talk about it. I need to know what the theme is first.
0: Well, I thought, I already had this idea in my head, so mm-hmm. you have to roll with it no matter what.
1: All right, that's fine. I can roll with it.
0: Okay, okay. Well, actually, I'll let you have your input, all right? How about this, all right? No. Okay, you didn't even let me. <laughs> you didn't even let me say what it was. That is not. That is not fair. Don't be CNN. Don't just say no right away without knowing the facts. Okay, be be better than that. Um, okay, here's here's the theme idea. Okay, and I think we should make this the title of the episode maybe. All right. Okay. Things that the media doesn't want you to know slash won't cover, but we're going to cover them today.
1: Oh, we can do the same every single week. Okay, <laughs> that's 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 pretty easy, especially considering the the main ones that are out there and just what they do.
0: Well, I feel like this week though is particularly interesting. I feel like it is because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I saw a lot of stories, and I do tend to go to more conservative media. I just tend to lean that way. One because they actually do remain slightly factual, like which I appreciate that it's not it's not super. It, it has some bias because bias is there. Um, and we have to acknowledge that, but in regards to like where I get my facts, like they link out to their sources and I'm like, okay, I can find this source. I can look at it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that they covered a lot of stories that I wasn't seeing really talked about in more liberal media or more mainstream media. And I think they're really important stories that if people actually knew about them, they would, they would have a, they'd have a serious issue with what's going on. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. One of those, like those headliner stories that are really important, but because somebody else thinks it's not important, we don't hear about it.
0: Exactly. And there is a specific story that we're going to talk about today. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about and a lot to discuss and a lot to agree on and disagree on here. Um, but one of the main stories that I saw and something that has always captured the attention of Americans pretty steadily throughout the years is sexual assault and rape, right? Mm-hmm. That is something that does get talked about in certain areas Um, it typically gets talked about more uh in hollywood i don't see a lot with when it comes to school sexual assault and rape i don't see as much okay Um, from my perspective again someone else could be like no i i really keep up with this and i forget did you go to public school or um so i was homeschooled okay Um,
1: so was i because so this is the, the school environment is largely unfamiliar to me, um, at least up until college.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I started going to college when I was 15. So 16. What? 16 You're for me. 16. Yeah. yeah. So I started going. Uh, everyone thought that I was a genius. Uh, it wasn't true. I'm not a genius.
1: Um, Same here. It what was... are you? What is this little kid doing in here? It's like,
0: guys... Um, college community college is not that hard uh, my hardest year of school ever in my life was my sophomore year of high school where I wrote like two to three papers a week I memorized uh, part of the declaration of independence I had to rewrite the constitution I wrote a 20 22 page science paper uh, I was reading a, a book every couple of weeks Dang, um, 22
1: pages huh yeah no Longest one I think I ever wrote was six or seven pages and I had a really hard time with it because if I could write papers the way I want to, they would be bullet points.
0: Yeah, you can't write papers like that, unfortunately. Um, and I just wrote a ton be about... Surprised. I blew a ton of smoke about clouds. Let me just put that out there when it came to my science paper. I talked a crap load about clouds um, and it worked and it was fine. But also my teacher was probably just really worn out by reading, you know, literally probably 150 pages of science stuff from sophomores. But I've anyway... Always, I've <laughs> always wondered
1: that about teachers. Like, you guys go out there and you assign you know to 25 plus students right you know 10 page papers now you got to read 250 (laughs) pages of stuff that may or may not be good
0: it is the cross they bear it is the cross they bear or you
1: get something like me that's just bsing like four pages okay that that six page paper like four pages of it was just rabbit trails that i could find because they're like here's an image and it's an advertisement you need to talk about this.
0: But you see, like that's For six pages. But that's what most people do in college. That's exactly like even in that's kind of higher what the, undergrad. It's kind of
1: what the education system gears you up to is to to BS it and to right it's just it's a it's a mess but
0: my science paper though like that was definitely i was definitely blowing smoke like for sure i mean we were also learning latin like we were again doing all the things that i was talking about so it was hard to give my attention to absolutely Mm -hmm. all of those topics although i'm very grateful for that education uh, because it did give me a better understanding of founding documents in american literature and i hope to continue that education as an adult Um,
1: that, that, that part of it is definitely beneficial. I wish I could say that my paper was, but it was basically trying to pick apart an advertisement. And what was really funny about it is that they wanted, you know, this four to five, six page paper, which I want to say is like three to 4,000 words. Um, I think. And I told my teacher in the review process for it, she's like, seems like you really struggled trying to hit that quotient. I'm like, well, you gave me one picture and it's only worth a thousand words. And I needed three or four times that. Yeah. What else was I supposed to do for rabbit trail? <laughs> what
0: did you expect me to do? Um, but most, most uh, prof- professors will accept the rabbit trail for the most part. Um, yeah. But all so, that to say.
1: So college experience. So you've had at least that experience of being with your peers in the education system. So not necessarily high school. Which I think is what these stories are covering. Mm-hmm. Um, are you
0: peeking at my notes?
1: I might be peeking at them.
0: You're peeking at my notes. Okay. Yes, uh, it's it's true. I don't have uh, a great amount of experience in the high school realm. Um, college, a little bit. Yes, maybe. Um, but I was not heavily involved in, in the college life. Uh, I was busy uh, running a business <laughs> and um, going to school at the same time. So I... I really didn't. Also, I didn't care to party very much. I, I didn't. It's not my scene. And it's it not makes beneficial
1: me, to uh, learning.
0: It's it's not. It's not very beneficial at all. Um, but all that to say, I think a good summing up point is that uh, we don't need to go into detail about this. But but schools are corrupt and uh, they're not doing very good right now. And there is one school in specific um, that we're going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard, there is a school in Loudon County.
1: And where's Loudoun County located?
0: Virginia,
1: Virginia, global okay.
0: Virginia. Yep. Um, so, the issue that we're dealing with is a sexual assault cover-up, and I think that this should this should be appalling to most people. I think people should be appalled by this. Um, and what's very interesting about this story, um, one, it wasn't really covered. The pr- the people that broke it, uh, they weren't. Mainstream media. You know how mainstream media loves to talk about about the Me Too movement and, and sexual assault and rape? They, they, they like to talk about that. Um, this was not broken by any of those people. This was broken actually by broken? It was broke by?
1: <laughs> I don't Uh-oh. know how you want to phrase <laughs> that, actually. It
0: was um, this investigative report was um, initially from the Daily Wire. So their investigative reporter... And which I believe they actually took on an investigative reporter last year as a part of them expanding, uh, which I think is really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name, um, let me go ahead and look here. I know his name's Luke. I just don't know his last name. So his name is Luke Rosiak. Um, I could be saying that wrong. Uh, but Luke Rosiak was the investigative journalist that they got on board, and he broke a pretty uh, a pretty significant story and I'm actually going to read directly from the Daily Wire on this because this is actually their, uh, they are the first ones that broke this. Okay. So any other article that you're going to read about this, it's kind of from them breaking it. Um, so we have some different people that have covered this after the Daily Wire. Um, Newsweek did. Fox News also did. Um, National Review also did. I like National Review, by the way. Um and I think there was also there have been more Daily Wire articles based on their own expose that they've released. So let's go ahead and jump into this because I think it's really it's really important.
1: OK, let's do it.
0: All right. So basically, the title article is Loudoun County Schools Tried to Conceal Sexual Assault Against Daughter in Bathroom. And this is what the father is alleging. OK, but. We're going to read this article and it's going to get crazy. All right. So we're going to stop and we're going to we're going to talk about it. All right. Here's a direct quote. On June 22nd, Scott Smith was arrested at a Loudoun County, Virginia school board meeting, a meeting that was ultimately deemed an unlawful assembly after many attendees vocally opposed a policy on transgender students. Right. That's important. Remember that. Mm hmm. What people did not know is that weeks prior on May 28th, Smith says a boy allegedly wearing a skirt entered a girl's bathroom at a nearby Stonebridge High School, where he sexually assaulted Smith's ninth grade daughter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the juvenile records are sealed, but Smith's attorney, Elizabeth Lancaster, told the Daily Wire that a boy was charged with two counts of forcible sodomy. One count of anal sodomy and one count of forcible—I um, don't know how to say this
1: word—fellatio.
0: Thank you, Connor. Forcible fellatio related to an incident that day at school. As a result of a viral video showing his arrest, Smith, be- Smith became the poster child for what the National School Boards Association has suggested could be a form of domestic terrorism—a white blue-collar male who showed up to arraign, arraign, arraign. What is that word i don't know how to say that one
1: i uh, will find it keep reading
0: all right he showed up to obscure public servants on his local school board if someone would sat down and listen for 30 seconds to what scott had to say they would have been mortified and heartbroken minutes before smith's arrest loudon county school public schools superintendent lectured the public that concerns about the transgender policy were misplaced because the school system had no record of any assault Occurring in the bathroom.
1: Cool. So the, the school's not keeping count, basically. Um,
0: from what I'm understanding uh, from the article, there was... If anyone remembers this, there was this viral video of this guy being, like, arrested and taken out of this school board meeting with, like, his pants down. Like, it was, it was horrible. Um, and they ended up trying to arrest this guy um, mm-hmm. for, like... And be, like, making a case like, hey, domestic terrorism. And he, and he was upset. And he got... And he admits to getting reasonably upset um, because um, there had been an assault at that school. And and they were saying, like, um, we don't have any record of this. Uh, this didn't happen here. And he's like, what? I'm sorry. Like, my daughter was sexually assaulted. Uh, I need to find the place um, in this article that talks about um, the kind of things that they did to prove that um, this guy actually did what this ninth grader said. They did a they did do a rape kit, from what I know, and it came out favorable to the prosecution's case. Okay. Um, that this guy had sexually assault assaulted her.
1: Uh, and same guy Catherine. that was charged with two accounts of forcible sodomy. And I did check, uh, fellatio would be oral. Okay. So one count of anal sodomy and one count of forcible fellatio. And then harangue is a lengthy and aggressive speech, just for some definitions uh, on those words that are in this article.
0: Yeah. Um, But let's continue on with the part that was important about this whole school board meeting regarding uh, transgender bathroom policies. Um, Direct quote from the report. Then a woman wearing a rainbow heart shirt, a left wing community activist, told Smith she did not believe his daughter, he says. His rage reached a boil and he had a heated exchange of words with the woman. A police officer, there to keep the peace in the meeting, pulled on his arm. Smith yanked it away. Before he knew it, Smith said, he was hit in the face, handcuffed, and dragged across the floor with his pants pulled down. Images of the incident were splashed on television and newspapers across the world. So, um, Buddha, a county's, I-, I can't even say the last name. I think it's Bi- by, Biber I can't even say this last name.
1: I don't have a Daily Wire login, so I can't continue reading, okay. but I, I will it. fix that in just a second.
0: Okay. Um, so Abuda, the county's progressive top elected prosecutor who has close ties to the school board's most liberal members appeared in court to personally prosecute Smith for disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. He ran on a platform of ending mass incarceration, but she wanted to put Smith in jail for the misdemeanors. As prosecutor, she would have known about the case involving Smith's daughter. The suspect juvenile court prosecutor assured Smith was being held responsible was on house arrest confined to his mother's townhouse according to lancaster a conviction was expected on october 14th likely in the form of a guilty plea to a lesser sexual assault charge so from this all right so so far here's what we got this the sexual assault happens Mm -hmm. um i think the guy's name is ken smith let me make sure I get his name correct. Uh Scott Smith. Scott Smith. Scott Smith, he hears from the school board that, or he hears, he's contacted that his daughter has been, that has been attacked. Um, and he realizes that it was deeper than just an attack. It was mm-hmm. also a sexual assault. And so he was very upset. Like any parent would be. Like if, yeah, if you no. had a daughter and she was you know, or violated. Yes. Or a son. And they were violated you would have an issue with that, right? Absolutely. Right. And so obviously he got heated. He admits to being heated, um, but the school board kind of tries to sort of cover it up. And they're like actually at the at the school board meeting, they're like um that actually we don't have any record of that happening. And also, um according to Smith, um they wanted to have the incident in-house. Like they didn't want to call the
1: police. Right, so they're trying to to handle it. Well, like you said, in-house. Any any reason why they deemed the board meeting an unlawful assembly?
0: I have no idea. Which doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't be an unlawful assembly because it was a public school board meeting. Right. The, the public only, the is only allowed to attend. We get on the Daily Wire here.
1: Is that after many attendees vocally opposed a policy on transgender students? I, I mean, I could see an unlawful. Well, this was June of this year.
0: Yep, June twenty second.
1: Okay, so maybe unlawful assembly could have been because of COVID restrictions but I don't there's no mention of it so I was just I was curious if you knew anything else about that
0: um I'm trying to remember some of the things like there's been a lot of stuff going on with Loudoun County I'm pretty sure Matt Walsh actually went over there um pretty recently and they tried to to stop him um from talking about it um because he wasn't a resident and then he decided he's like you know what that's fair I'm gonna go ahead and just rent an apartment, uh, in Loudoun County. <laughs> and I'm now a resident of Virginia. So wonderful. So he was able to get in That's and, awesome. and speak. So, but here's, but here's, I think what's a little bit appalling about this. There's a couple of things I haven't mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. The first thing, the first thing is that the school board tried to cover this up. Not only did they try to cover this up, but then they tried to actually blame Scott Smith right? For, it's like, oh, domestic, oh, I'm sorry for the scene that he caused, and, like, for the people that saw him get upset, and, you're like, we need resources
1: or help. So they didn't even record it, and then they tried to push off the attention on the victim's parent.
0: Yes, that's correct. Like, they, they tried to get, they tried to, like, push all the blame onto onto Scott Smith. Um, and then I believe, you know, obviously they had the school board meeting, and he got upset that they wouldn't even admit that this had happened. mm mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing that is also very concerning, is that this same boy um, sexually assaulted another girl. They transferred him to another school, and then he proceeded to sexually assault another girl in the bathroom.
1: And then another, because he's got two previous victims before this one.
0: Where is that in there?
1: <clears throat> uh, he's been charged with two counts of forcible sodomy, although I guess that could be... Well, I was thinking that one person. Well, that's what I when I
0: read that, I figured that it was a f- uh, referring to Smith's daughter.
1: Mm, oh, well, that's the so, way that saying I Saying that it. the juvenile record records were sealed. Boy was charged with two. Guns. Related okay. to an
0: incident that day at that school. So it okay. is referring directly to Smith's ninth grade daughter. OK,
1: but you're saying he already has a history and uh, well, was moved schools.
0: So, well, well. here's the thing. So, this happens, right? Right. This is, this is the only, this is the first one that I'm aware of, okay? And then four months after this, he sexually assaults another girl.
1: No way.
0: Yes. That's what I'm trying to say, is that they transferred him to another school, and then he sexually. And he did it again. He did it again.
1: And there's not been a punishment or an outcome from this, because it's still ongoing, isn't it?
0: As far as I'm aware, like, I think are that, there are
1: even trials at this point.
0: Um, so uh, Lancaster, this is a quote, Lancaster told the Daily Wire that she accompanied Smith's daughter to meetings with prosecutors, that the suspect made self incriminating statements in an interview that prosecutors brought the charges and that a conviction was expected imminently, likely in the form of a plea deal to a charge of felony aggravated sexual battery. So, that is um, that is what is expected um, is that the boy will will be charged with something. and Smith, um, quote, has not opposed the downgrade saying about the boy, what if he made one mistake? So that's that's that on that regard of mm-hmm. the fact that this that this boy <coughs> went off and he he sexually assaulted two young girls. Um, but there's a there's a bigger there's a bigger argument happening here. There's a big question that's happening.
1: Why is it getting covered up?
0: Why is this getting covered up?
1: And then not covered by the media?
0: Why is yeah right? Like when we first when this first even quote unquote even got covered, it was just Smith being dragged out of this school board meeting regarding transgender policies. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest the biggest thing that I can think why they would cover this up is. Um, in this in this article, this boy has claimed to be, like, gender-fluid.
1: Right. Boy so he's able to switches.
0: Right. And according, like, to the way that Loudoun County school boards worked, like, that was allowed mm. um, for him to do that, to go into a girl's bathroom. Um, and so I don't think that they necessarily mm. want to cover that because of their own policies that have allowed this to happen. And then once it did happen... They tried to cover it up, and they tried to blame the victim. They tried to put all the tried to put all the the pressure and the, and the media onto uh, Scott Smith. I don't know why I to call him Ken Smith. He just seemed like a Ken Smith to me. <laughs> um, but uh, Scott Smith, uh, they wanted to put all the they wanted to put all their energy onto this uh, Scott Smith guy, and no one just no one even no one even thought about it. And what's really interesting, too, is that this story broke um, in June. Well, not it didn't break. Excuse me. Um, The board meeting was on June 22nd, and we are now in October. So this story broke this week uh, with all these these different details.
1: Right. And the actual event that took place uh, for Scott's daughter happened in, I think, May, was it? I think mm-hmm. I was reading a couple of things. May 28th. Yep, so it happened in May End 28th. of the school year, so the school doesn't want to deal with it. They just want to be done with it, be done with the year, go on their summer break, and...
0: I mean, I think it's... I think, again, I think it's deeper than that. I think that there's a broader conversation that they don't want to start. The broader conversation is, are these transgender policies actually going to keep our children safe? And... I would say the answer to that isn't astounding, no. And that's and, and I think that's why I don't think they wanted this story to break. And it also seems like Loudoun County in itself, um, from what I've been reading, has also has also covered up more and are really bad at...
1: Um, reporting instances like Of this. sexual
0: assault, yes. But I think that this one is particularly concerning because they had put a transgender policy in place, uh, and now we have a, you know, gender fluid boy, uh, sexually assaulting girls in the right. bathrooms. And that's,
1: that's a topic that the progressives have largely wanted to stay away from, um, are those type of issues that conservatives have definitely been ringing bells about and saying that it's, it's, it's dangerous for women and children in the bathrooms in that case. And though there really hasn't been a lot of reports. This is probably the maybe second or third that I've heard of. And now I just don't know at this point if it's because it is actually infrequent or if they're covered up, like we're seeing.
0: Yeah, and I think it's I think it's more that it's I think it's two things. I think that it's being it's being covered up or it's being underreported. One, because of cover up, or two because victims won't come forward. I think it's a combination. Of those two things. Yeah, I
1: would say it's definitely a combination there, at least of those two factors. There's probably other factors that would work into why these stories don't break until months or years later or never at all. And it is a very serious issue that I think does need addressing in this country. And it's it's one where I I find myself aligned with other groups like feminists and such that I don't normally agree with. But on this, I I would agree this needs. This needs more airtime It needs to be talked about more. People need to take more. They need to take it seriously. And schools like this should be facing some sort of repercussions for not reporting it.
0: Well, one of their um, school board members did just resign, I think, yesterday. Um, So that's really good. Um, That's not good enough. It's not good enough. um, But it's it's showing that whatever Daily Wire did, it was enough to get a conversation started. Uh, But of course, um, I haven't really seen haven't seen as much liberal media like take CNN, for example. I again, you know, I try to be fair. I try to look at CNN articles as well and just see what they have. And I tried to look up any article specific to this breaking story. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it broke for, it broke for a few reasons. One, because also, um, Scott Smith, I think he's also being charged too. Like they're trying to charge him,
1: um, from the, from the board meeting that the, or the parent board meeting for the school.
0: I believe so. Um, so <laughs> it, okay. this is, it's absolutely, it's absolutely mind boggling.
1: How dare you not have orderly conduct when your daughter was assaulted. And, and they were covered it up. And
0: they refused to acknowledge it. They're like, oh we we didn't they didn't communicate like if they but if, if people didn't communicate things, like you wouldn't just outright say like, uh oh, it didn't happen.
1: Yeah. I think you had an article pulled up here from the Daily Wire saying that the the Loudoun County uh update that the sheriff confirms Daily Wire reporting. So yes. th- that, that is confirmed by the sheriff there.
0: Yes. Um so th- so according to the article uh, by the Daily Wire Uh, The Loudoun County Sheriff confirmed elements, keywords elements, of the Daily Wire's blockbuster report alleging that Loudoun County Public Schools covered up a sexual assault that happened in the bathroom of a local high school, acknowledging that the department investigated a sexual assault that took place on the day in question. Loudoun County Public Schools have also released a statement in reference to the report, noting that it has cooperated (laughs) and is continuing to cooperate with law enforcement in reference to the alleged sexual assault. And also, the case on May twenty eighth with Scott's uh, daughter is still pending, as well. So,
1: so they're unable to discuss details, according to this.
0: Yes, uh, the suspect in the first case is alleged to have committed a second sexual assault in early October, which we have, which we have also. So, in the last covered. like two weeks. Right, right. So this is this is all, this is all pretty. It's all pretty recent. I don't even know how this kid was allowed to was allowed to even go to school it's, it's just it's just absolutely mind-boggling to me but what's more mind-boggling is that cnn has not covered this i looked for an article on this breaking story nothing like the washington post had something i couldn't read the article because it had a paywall in front of it but they broke they, they didn't break it um they they covered the story newsweek covered the story mm-hmm. um you know i believe uh national again national review broke the story cnn nope they, don't, they didn't say nothing anything. There was absolutely nothing. And these are the these are like the Me Too gods and goddesses. And I'm wondering where I'm they're wonder, at? Yeah, I'm wondering why they wouldn't want to cover this. And I think it's partially because they don't want to bring attention to transgender policies. That is my my guess, at least.
1: Uh, taking a look here to see what the Washington Post had on it. And looks like bickering parent groups probably over the transgender policies it looks like
0: yeah and it's it's worth i mean it's worth having the the conversation about i never
1: i, I, I think i think a conversation worth having and we, and we can kind of hit on it just a little bit is you know with all these different policies coming in and people being gender fluid and transgender um you know if if bathrooms were to change What does that even look like? Like they don't want them to be segregated by male and female. And uh, we don't want to have trans women in the bathrooms uh, with little kids and with other women um, or gender fluid in this case. And what, what kind of solution would we have to be looking at here? Just a bunch of bathrooms, you know, with their like, private like little family bathrooms that all their entrances are exposed to the public. So everybody can see who goes in and goes out. I I don't know what that looks like.
0: I mean, I I almost just think it's, it's almost, I feel it's almost ridiculous to even be talking about it. Like almost ridiculous to even like think that we need all these different bathrooms for people's perceptions of themselves and reality. Mm -hmm. Like I don't believe in warping that. I just don't. Um, You and I can have discussion on that.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I have a, I don't know that I have a defined stance on it. I kind of go back and forth. One is if people want to live that way, let them. But this is where I take issue is when it starts to affect other people. And in this case, it does increase those chances. I mean, it's already been a risk that men, you know, predators would be hiding in the women's bathroom waiting for unsuspecting women or children. That's always a risk and it will continue to be a risk. Mm -hmm. And, doing something like this, where you can't really show proof that you are indeed feeling like a woman today or feeling like a man today. Um, I'll give a little bit more credit to the people that go undergo trans surgery and all of that. Cause it's pretty permanent <clears throat> or at least semi-permanent. You could have it reversed, but you've gone through some pretty serious stuff, at least according to and that's a different question whether that you know doctors should be doing that type of stuff or not so i kind of i kind of go back and forth between letting people live the way they want to live because this is a free country and you can do that but also there are some i'm going to say delusions around what is considered healthy for these people and and what's not healthy and then what's safe for everybody else that's using those restrooms and so i don't know where the compromise is there or if there even is one
0: sure i mean i think you and i are talking there's two different things that are going on here right there are i believe there are people who genuinely have uh some type of gender dysphoria um that are going through that and i, I don't mm-hmm. definitely i don't necessarily see them and i, I as you know like i sympathize greatly uh, that's that's something that's incredibly difficult and i think it happens mostly um mostly for for men, uh, from what research shows, that men typically have uh, more gender dysphoria. Um, And I have great sympathy for them. But the the other thing that I think about, too, is the people who are definitely not struggling with those things are taking advantage of these policies so that they can... Not only that, but
1: taking advantage of the people that are actually struggling with something like that. Right. Or that are experiencing gender dysphoria. That is... I I think that's that's arguably just as bad as that people are doing it because it's it's trendy or because it gives them honestly I can't quite wrap my mind around it what it is that entices people to to jump on that when they really don't feel like that
0: and I think well we're gonna go down a rabbit hole here but I think that. There has been an interesting shift within transgenderism of it's it's been more known to be in males, right? Like mm-hmm. take Caitlin uh, Jenner, for example. I believe that um that Caitlin has really does have gender dysphoria. Like I believe that. Um, I believe that there's a struggle there. I believe mm-hmm. Blair White has gender dysphoria. In fact, Blair has said as much, right? Um mm-hmm. and, so, and Blair's like, yeah, there is a chemical issue in my brain that that makes me. Want to be more like this, um, and and there's and there's really there's really no cure that that Blatter knows of, and I don't really know of a cure either. Um, and I'm trying to remember where I was going with this, but yes, I remember now. So most of them tend to be men, and then we've had this extreme shift towards them being female, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we see that shift, and it's like, what the heck is going on? And if and this might be something for you to learn, Connor, because you might not know as much about this. But females, they really tend to just bond over pain. Like mm-hmm. that is a thing that they do. Like it's almost kind of this, it's almost this social contagion of like, if they're having, um, if they're going through an eating disorder like, oh, we're all going through eating or they're all having these issues together, right? And it's right. almost kind of, it's almost kind of like a trophy. Um, It's a way to get attention. Um, And I wanna be careful about how I'm talking about this and, and maybe I, I need to change a little bit of my language. But for them, I think it is a way of being accepted. And being and being different at the same time, which the two of those kind of go against each other a little bit mm-hmm. um, but it's moved into um, you know more eating disorders or cutting or, or something really bad like that to now like oh now I'm non-binary. oh now I think I'm transgender and you get attention from that. Right. Like think about it like we have an entire month celebrating that. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to be celebrated? Why wouldn't you want that kind of attention? And so when especially and think about this too, it's been a while for us; we're very old. Um, but uh, <laughs> teenagers tend to not think very straight, whatsoever. Um, I I'm I'm old enough, but young enough to still have a a good grasp of what I was like as a teenager. Right. And even though I was fairly grounded, I still had I still had some issues, and it was just like a hurricane in my brain, and it was just really really difficult. And I wanted to be accepted too. Um. So you know you have these girls who. Uh, they maybe they have bad home lives uh, maybe their parents are divorced maybe mom is 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 separated from daddy but she's living with another man and and sh- and they have half siblings or or there's there's drugs and there's alcohol you name something mm-hmm. right and you want something to to get attention and you want something to kind of help relieve some of that pain um and to be noted uh, from your peers and be celebrated by them for doing this, I think that is a stronger motivator than you and I might realize. Um, and of course, there's a lot of danger to this. If they go down too far, especially with females, uh, because if they take off, you know, if they do a top surgery, you can't get your, you can't get your breasts back. Um, nope, they do come back. And they're, and they're gone. And um, so that's a really, really big decision uh, that I just don't think teenagers are capable of making. I uh, mean
1: certainly not kids, which we seem to be prolific uh, amongst the progressives, especially in Canada now. if you don't support your child's uh, what whatever it might be, if they want to transition, you don't support it, then child services can come and remove the child from your home because now it's considered child abuse.
0: Right. But here's you've actually brought up you've actually brought up a common theme here. The left does not want to protect children. They don't they they know
1: they made that very clear when they took um pedophilia off the mental health yeah list, no basic, that's, that's effectively
0: that is 100 a perverted uh issue going on in the brain
1: right um, and them trying to normalize pedophilia as well right cuties for example on netflix
0: oh gosh let's not talk about that i can't i can't i can't <laughs> um but the left has no desire to protect our children they want they want to allow for them to make these decisions, to mutilate their own bodies, okay? I tell you what, kids that are four or five years old, I still, when I were child care, I had to ask the parent whether or not they could have, you know, graham crackers or goldfish because they don't know them. when they have an allergy, mm. they'll eat anything. Give oh, them anything. They'll just eat it. Like, they'll, kids are just, and I know kids have a lot going for them. I think they're a lot smarter than we give them credit for they are not developed yet their brains are not there and we need people to guard them and to protect them true and that Um, should be the
1: parents jobs and it doesn't make sense that parents are being forced into their children's whims quite honestly i mean the amount of things that i wanted to be when i was little (laughs) It's it's a long list i'm sure right and you know they can't They can't get a permit until they're 14 or 15 in some states, 16 in some states, and you can't vote until you're 18. You're not considered an adult until you're 18. You can't drink until you're 21 or get a gun permit to conceal carry. You can get firearms at 18. Uh, And then you can't rent a car without having some significant fee for uh, insurance until you're 26.
0: So why would we allow children to make these kind of uh, just rash and damaging, I think is the word, damaging decisions, things that they yes, can never. hormone
1: treatments at that age would be extremely damaging to your growth.
0: Well, here's what's infuriating. Here's what's genuinely infuriating is that the government, like they're the ones that are pretending like they care. But no one, I tell you what, no one cares about your child as much as you do right? No one knows Mm -hmm. your child as much as you do. No one loves your child as much as you do. We, we, we are not parents, right? Connor, at least I don't know. I don't know if if Preston's expecting or not, but no, (laughs) no, but but with
1: all of my younger siblings and growing up, it was, I mean, the amount of, how many did I, how many have I seen since babies that I have like clear, vivid memories of changing all their diapers? Probably five, five of my siblings. So,
0: and you love them way more than any school board does. Mm-hmm. You love them more than Joe Biden does. Uh, well, Joe Biden, well, he does like kids, uh, which is very creepy uh, and disturbing. But mm-hmm. for the government to come in, just be like, "Yeah, we we know what's best for your child. We we know that it's okay if they mutilate themselves, um, and without your permission, without your without your consent, if you get in the way, we're gonna try to do something about it. We're we're getting closer." And closer and closer to that.
1: We're already there with the the, the COVID uh, mandates, the COVID vaccine mandates, where the government's telling you what's better for your health than and your kids' health and your spouse's health and your family's health. They're just kind of legislating it at this point.
0: Right. And I think it is up to parents to stand up and say, Hey, I know what's best for my child. Uh, my child is my child is healthy and they they i don't think that they need this vaccine um now if they if they proven they choose to get for their child that has to be that has to be up to them but they shouldn't be told yeah then i'm going then
1: i'm going to go with the opinion that the parent knows what's best for their kid
0: and and the fact that we're trying to trying to tell parents uh what's best for their child in regards to their health in regards to well it's not it's not it's not even
1: it's not just telling it's forcing at this point it used to be educating and telling and informing them this is, you know, this is probably what's going to be best. We think this is best. We highly recommend this. And now it's get this or you don't go to school. Get this or you don't have a job. And, that, and that's where we're at with it now.
0: Right. And I think we even have a group of parents that are just, they're just terrified. I think they mm-hmm. really have bought into some of the narrative. I was actually shooting a wedding, um, I want to say it was like a week or so ago. And I went into the bathroom and they required all of us to wear masks. So um, I wore mm-hmm. a mask um, and I walk in and there's this little... She's like probably two or three and really cute kid, you know, just some just just really cute little girl. And her mom is like putting this mask on her, this cloth mask. And she's like, here, do you want your froggy to wear a mask, too? And so there's a so she's wearing this mask and this kid looks so sad. She looks really. It was honestly so like here, your little froggy can wear a mask. And so she's walking around in her in her mask, Mm -hmm. carrying her froggy that has a mask on, too. And my point in telling you this story is that we're, re, we're re-normalizing this for children. Like, this is horrible. Like, this little two-year-old girl, she's not... If we don't make changes now, if we don't stand up now, she she's not going to know anything different. We know different because we've been living longer. Right. But she's going to be so used to wearing this this mask and not being able to see people's faces and not being able to interact with them. And her and her and they're re-normalizing for this child by giving, look, Froggy wears a mask, too. It was it was genuinely you had to be there. It was so sad to watch when she didn't even need to wear it because there's no data to support that this kid need to be wearing a mask. She's not transmitting the disease um, as much as adults are. If anyone would be transmitting it, it would have been me, right? Or it would have been another adult in that room. But that kid oh, no,
1: could be anybody.
0: Right. But she was less, she was far, far less likely to be transmitting that. And if I were the parent, I'd be like, "Yeah, no, you're you're not going to wear a mask. Um you get to see people. You get to breathe." Um, and your frog does not need to wear a mask either, but
1: (laughs) frog's definitely not getting anything.
0: Frog doesn't, frog doesn't need anything. Um, and I think I'm I'm trying to just come back to this story, why it appalls me so much where I'm genuinely like the, the father, the father was the one that got arrested. The father was the one that was made to be the villain. Mm -hmm. And we kind of say these words and it kind of makes it easy for us to distance ourselves but if i had if i had a 14 year old little girl who got sexually assaulted and the board they just they're not they're not willing to do anything about it and here's also what's interesting too what they said in the daily wire exposé is that the guy was like listen we're we're fine with you know gay you know lgbtq stuff like we're fine with that like we're we're pretty open to it mm-hmm. um but we've had some issues with this this transgender policy issue so this isn't even a guy that's super conservative or you know is is a you know trump 2020 you know he's he's just (laughs) kind of just kind of a a normal guy who's like i just see the common and i can't speak for him in this sense but i'll say that from that statement i'm taking out the ideas like he just sees common sense of like there are bad people out there right there are bad people out there who want to do horrible things and there's no amount of there's just something there's nothing we can do to stop them sometimes except for you know maybe not letting them into the bathrooms (laughs) i don't know that's that's always a good start it would help they could
1: still get into the bathroom if they wanted but it would definitely help and I, i think what you're getting at here with this is the fact that the media hollywood progressives have made a huge stink about this stuff rightly before, you know, rightly it, mm-hmm. it, it, re, it requires attention. Hashtag me too. Uh, although that kind of degenerated after a while, I think, but all of it genuinely and rightfully so was bringing up a topic that needed to be addressed. And, you know, if, if you're a victim of this, this is something that you definitely should come forward with, even if you're scared, um, because, if you don't speak up then the people that did it to you are just going to keep finding more victims. And I think what the parent is upset about here and what you're getting at is that because there's a conflict of interest in what the school has done policy wise and what progressives want and what the school is trying to go with, uh, they essentially just didn't cover it simply for that, that particular reason. They tried to sweep it under the rug and they tried to ignore it.
0: And here's and here's the thing too that's important to note about this story about you talking about victims not wanting to come forward. This story, I think it has far-reaching impacts. Like, think about this story. Scott Smith, they did a they did a rape kit that night. All mm-hmm. right. So everything was in order. Like this wasn't just a she made this claim with no cooperating evidence. Like it was there. Like the evidence was there. Right. And the school covered it up anyway they covered up anyway do you think that's going to encourage any victims to come forward
1: absolutely not
0: like and not only that they now there's going to be parents if i speak up could this happen to me too
1: like they might arrest me for being upset that my child was sexually assaulted at the school and the school's covering it up
0: right and that's and that's my thing like these this transgender policy issue goes directly against actually protecting protecting our children Mm -hmm. it's it's not working and because of that they are so committed to this narrative they are so committed to this transgender narrative that they will let this happen and they will try to cover it up yes and this isn't just in school boards like we've had um there's been a story and more stories like of guys in prisons identifying as male excuse me well they should identify as male identifying as female getting transferred to a female prison and then yes. raping and then impregnating these women like mm-hmm. these are bad bad men right definitely really really bad men now it doesn't mean that I, I this is the thing i don't believe that people who are who struggle with gender dysphoria are necessarily bad people. I'm not talking necessarily about them. I'm talking about really bad people who will You're take advantage the people, of the yeah, system.
1: The people who take advantage of the policies that have been put in place.
0: Right. Cause it's pretty easy. Even if there is no policy, like there is it easy for someone to a predator to hide in a bathroom. It's one thing also to get transferred from one prison, a secure prison, to another secure prison, like that is much harder to do, and and they succeeded just by identifying as something different, and then and then raping these women. And who's speaking for them, by the way? This guy's trying to speak for his daughter at a school board. Who's speaking for these women in these prisons as well? Where where's the media on this? Like that's and this is what's so the double standard is infuriating. If you wanna if you wanna stand up for sexual assault, that's fine, but you need to stand up for it no matter what you have to go against to do it. Yep. And that's you my big get, you issue. You don't get
1: a pick and choose.
0: You don't, but they have to maintain all these narratives and their narratives. And we even talked about it on our last episode where all these narratives eventually contradict and eat each other alive. Mm-hmm. We talk about the feminist um, ideology and transgender ideology. You can't have women being just as good as men and different from men, but also there's no difference between men and women too. Like these, right. these ideas can't coexist together peacefully, right?
1: No, they don't. They don't work. They conflict.
0: They don't. And my last my last point, I'm out of breath because I'm upset about this. This makes me <laughs> this makes me upset. That I think that um, as time has continued on um, from the statistics that I've been taking the time to read and look through this week, um, that sexual assault has risen in schools. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself the question, do you think transgender policies are going to make these statistics go up or are are they going to contribute to that statistic um, rising so I have I think I have a political uh, Politico article here Um, and they talk and this was a 2020 article but they're talking about um, some sexual violence statistics between 2007 and 2018 do you have the article up there yes I do all right great Um, So a direct quote from them. uh, The article is written by Stratford and Perez Jr. said the nation's, quote, the nation's public elementary and secondary schools reported a more than 50 percent increase in reports of sexual violence during the 2017 to 2018 school year, according to a new federal civil rights data that the education department released Thursday. Schools reported nearly 15,000 total incidents of sexual violence, which reflects an overall 55% increase from 2015 to the 2016 uh, school year. So there's that as well. Um, there is a Politico article is called sexual violence reports rise drastically at schools. Um, according to the Department of Education, you can go look at that article because um, mm-hmm. they also have a section, which I appreciate, called the context, um, which is really good to see the context behind the data. But another thing, too, to go back to our main point, again, um, there was another um, there was another um, statistics that came out from the Department of Education Civil Rights Data Collection, um, also known as CRDC, from 96,000 public and public charter schools including magnet schools, special education schools, um, alternative schools, and juvenile justice facilities, found more than 3, 4, percent of the 48,000 public schools with grades 7 through 12 disclosed zero reporting allegations of harassment or bullying on the basis of sex. This more likely reflects the lack of reporting than it does the incidence of misconduct. And this is a resource that was a quote by... AAUW. Um, they did um they did a piece on this and it's it's fairly good. And it kind of goes back to this idea of this article, not this article, excuse me, um, Scott Smith's incident. I think that this is going to cause, I think, at least this is opinion, I think this is gonna cause more lack of reporting <laughs> to a certain um extent. Uh, because we know that some of these schools that they're talking about, the ones that reported zero reported allegations of harassment or bullying on the basis of sex, uh, I don't think it's likely that there was zero. I think that they were underreported. Um,
1: yeah, that's what I was curious about in that political report saying that you know they they saw an increase in reports as okay, or they they saw an increase in sexual violence. I was like, is it an increase in sexual violence or is it an increase in reporting? It sounds like it's probably reporting. It could and I be. would I would venture to say it's most likely reporting.
0: Yeah, and that's I mean it's good that there it's good that hopefully there's more reporting there and some of the things I have question with statistics is some of the ideas of like um when it comes to like sexual assault statistics statistics and rape statistics sometimes they just put in things that I don't I don't know if they necessarily count as um
1: yeah that's 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 been another issue and we discussed this in the last podcast where uh a, you know de- definitions of certain words are being diluted yes and sexual assault and rape uh, have been diluted. I mean, down to the point in some states where, uh, oh my gosh, what was that case? Uh, I think a woman tried to charge a guy where, um, <laughs> they they got intimate and she did not.
0: Oh, I remember this one. She, she didn't enjoy she, the sex or something like that.
1: Oh, well, okay. So there's been that one. There was one where they were having sex. But he touched her breasts and she didn't give him permission to touch touch her breasts. So she went ahead and filed a sexual assault complaint against him.
0: But they were having they're having sex, though, right? Yes. But, but, what? Yeah. What? OK, this doesn't make sense. But it's, it's,
1: it's where they start getting loose of these things where it's like you have to ask permission for every single thing to the point that it's been a joke, but also kind of serious in certain areas where. Uh, you might want to have like a written document of all the things you consent to before you go with this person, which because, is so, it, and have them sign it because they just might be able to get you back on it. Which,
0: which so, which one so kills the mood? But, but, but secondly, I mean, I'm not listen. I'm not trying to make okay. I'm trying to make a case for it. I, I think that's why sex within marriage is a good idea. um Yes, on on agreed. the biblical sense, but people probably aren't gonna do that. Which is, um I was gonna say it's fine, but
1: it's foreign. their choice
0: it is their choice I don't agree with the choice but yep. it is it is their choice to do that um, but yeah you're, you're right I think that terms have gotten diluted um, I, I do not think not to that mention all
1: the, the false accusations that have that have come out against men and only one of them was recently dismissed when they found security footage from the bar where the girl is near the guy and then claims that he like sexually assaulted her like right there on the sidewalk and he didn't he never touched her but she claimed it and so he went to jail for that, right? Just it, automatically believing. So it's and you're it's touching, the false reports like that, and it's yeah. the diluted uh, verbiage that we have that just clutter up the mess of people who are really are victims and or really have been assaulted, and they need to be heard.
0: Right, and that's and there's like two sides to this coin, right? Because we talked about the Me Too movement. One of my biggest issues with that movement was the whole believe all women no matter what, right? Like that women are yeah, that perfect was, that and that garbage. they are infallible. And I'm sorry I've met plenty of women. They're not. Um, I can guarantee that they're not. Um, there are bad men. And guess mm-hmm. what? There are bad women. Uh, they're very Surprise. bad women. I know, it's surprising. They exist in
1: both camps.
0: It's true, they do. Um, and there are women that will make false allegations. So by believing all women you're also defeating the sex, like actually taking real victims of sexual assault seriously. Cause then you, we've diminished it. It's like, well, if people are going to lie should we take anything seriously now? So you've, mm-hmm. you've diminished, you've diminished those true stories of, of sexual assault. Yeah. Right. So there's, so there's that side of it that I really, I really struggle with. And that's the thing with the me too movement, with the way that they took it. Like originally I was cool with it, Same, same. Originally, I was like, this is a good thing.
1: And then it just went above and beyond. And I was like, nope, this is disgusting now.
0: Yeah, where it's like, now I can't... The fact that I couldn't even... If I couldn't even question a narrative, like, it's guilty until proven innocent, right? Which isn't how it should be. And that's why I think this case with Smith is important. is because they have the evidence. Mm -hmm. They got it there. And it looks like the the kid is going to get charged on, on some level, which...
1: Yeah, it does seem that the daughter is uh doing better now. It, it took a lot of a lot of work through the summer with the parents and I think with uh counselors and such to to help her through it, but it sounds like she's she's doing okay now. Which but is which is good. to pray for her as she deals with that event.
0: Right, because everyone I think the one person we haven't mentioned a ton on a personal level is this is this girl. Mm-hmm. Um can you imagine like your father getting Arrested for standing up for you.
1: Oh, it wouldn't. wouldn't, If it was one of my sisters, it wouldn't have been just my dad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think you would have had a whole, whole, um, whole group of guys. There's a there's a lot of us
1: in the family. (laughs) Yeah.
0: um, Just imagine her in this in this situation, and I'm glad that her identity is being concealed um, because I don't think that she needs this kind of attention. But effectively,
1: that family's been handed two blows, none of which. I would pin on them. She uh, certainly yeah. didn't incite it. I don't believe that. She's a ninth Look, grade no girl. Ma- no matter how a, a woman might dress or make herself you know, more provocative towards men, that is not an excuse to touch her. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a reason for any of that. So Agreed. in no way, shape or form did she do anything to incite such an event to occur to her. But then I, I just I can't believe that they're charging the dad for being pissed about that.
0: Yeah, no, I would if I were if I were a dad or a mom, um, I would be I would just be I'd just be absolutely outraged. Um, yeah, and I'd no, be more and I'd be even more. out. I think he's probably even more outraged from what I can tell at the school. Um, oh, and, I'm sure.
1: Because it sounds like they did the right things. Yeah, they got it filed away they got the rape kit test. So the evidence was there. They spoke out and then the school shut it down. So you hear all these. Me too movements and all these cries of you need to you need to speak out and then you get shut down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that that's I think that that's true. But I think the good news out of this too is that and I I kind of I'm almost contradicting myself cuz it's almost like oh maybe more people won't speak out. I think that there's people that are that understand that what the school board did was was wrong and they know that their chances might be bad, but I think it's a whole there's a whole movement going on where I think conservatives understand that that they might be taken down, but they're going to go down trying. Mm. And I think that's what's going to happen with this, is I think we are going to see more eventually. As the world starts to get crazier, we're going to see more people standing up, even if the odds aren't good. Um, And you see people, um, excuse me, organizations like the Daily Wire, giving those people a voice. What would have happened if the Daily Wire hadn't investigated this? I don't think that this story would have gotten very far. i um, yeah, be
1: curious to see what happens with the second story with the perpetrator um, because, hopefully, I mean, God willing, that school doesn't do the same thing and it gets, it gets brought into the light right away and he's not able to continue school hopping. Um,
0: which I can't even, that's the part I can't even fathom. Like, I can't even fathom how on earth this kid was even allowed to go to another
1: school yeah how does that sit on the conscience of the school board
0: like if i if i i can't even like for the and this is what's so like almost just mind-blowing like do any of these school board members have children like would you want like a sexual predator like around the schools
1: and If, if they do i'd i'd start to make the case that maybe they don't care about them as much as they should as parents
0: I think that they're I, I here's what I think, actually. Here's what I think. I think that they're cowards. Mm-hmm. I think that they're cowards. Cowardice will cause us to do things that we never thought we would do, um, regardless of the best interest of the people around us and those that we love. Right. Cowardice and I think that's what this is, that they are scared of something greater and that they will that they'll allow this to happen. They'll just allow it to happen because they're scared. Mm-hmm. What happens? What happens if we actually push back and make this public, and then we're going to get criticism from yeah. the left, from the, transgender from activists, mob. right? That are that are going to be up in arms about this. Mm-hmm. I think it's cowardice, 100. So I,
1: I will say one other good thing that is coming out of this by the the Daily Wire breaking the story and the the parents continuing to fight this with the school is that not only are they uncovering this bias uh when it comes to events like this these heinous events is that they are also uncovering people that are willing to cover up situations that they don't want to deal with yes and those type of people shouldn't be left in charge
0: well i mean this is a this is okay actually i'm gonna take a quick break connor don't kill me i have (laughs) to drink some water so hang on
1: just drink away from the microphone then i don't have to edit out the gulping no, I hear gulping. Stop.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I got, I got a little bit dry throat there. Um, talking a little too fast and uh, maybe a bit louder. It's probably a bit loud. You have to turn it down in post. It's all cover. right.
1: Don't worry okay. about it.
0: Um, oh, shoot. I took a gulp of water and I don't remember. And you forgot. I forgot.
1: I was saying that it's a good thing that these people who are willing to cover uh, up situations yes, they don't yes, want to yes, deal yes, with yes. are being exposed.
0: Well, here's the broader issue with that too: is that these are, these are institutions that they are trying to protect themselves from. What I can tell. So, like, you basically, I start from. I'm gonna go back to what I said in the very beginning: is that I think that schools are pretty corrupt. <laughs> I do. Agreed. Um, so, how much can we actually like save them? Is my <laughs> is an also another question. It's like, can we actually save these? Okay, we got rid of some of the some of the bad people, or is it all made up of, of of bad people. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think there's genuinely like good teachers. Like, I don't, I think that the ones that yep. I've met, I've, least, I've met some good teachers. I met some, I mean, I, I have some friends that them, I think but, are good
1: teachers, but I don't know. I need to sit in on one of their classes and see if I think they're a good teacher or not.
0: I think in regards, to, like I'm talking about more about their, about their, their motives and, and what they're, mm. and what they're teaching. Um, and most of them genuinely care about their students and they care about what they're doing. I think there's some teachers that genuinely don't. I think some of them, from what I've seen, at least on TikTok um man they're <laughs> they're just crazy they're and I would never let them if I had children I would never let them near my children but it's also talking about is the is the institution actually salvageable right and I think that the story as it plays out could tell us a couple of things and uh, it's something to keep an eye on for sure
1: no definitely definitely a case to to keep watching to see how it develops not only for the the family and the case with Scott but then also Uh, well, with the boy who went around doing these things. Now he's done it at least twice. There could be more. I don't know if he's been at that school for forever and if there's other victims at that school or if he's been at other schools. Yeah. Previously.
0: And I'm, and I did look into this a little bit, but I can't say it from the top of my head. But there were other things with Loudoun County schools that seemed like they had been covering up more.
1: So I, I think it's, uh, It's a disgrace to the education system whose entire job is around caring and nurturing and raising up uh, children and here they are with an instance where one of them was hurt and they don't want to they just want to look the other way
0: and this is
1: for fear of persecution
0: by the woke
1: mob by the woke mob even though this is this is also on the poke mob's agenda is sexual assault so it just it's conflicting that they wouldn't do that.
0: It is very conflicting, and it's it's very concerning, and I just feel like if we should be united over anything, it should be protecting our children. Though I don't think that uh, the people in the higher up woke mob are actually uh, they're actually interested in doing that. And you talked about the schools nurturing, wanting to care for your children. I will make a case for homeschooling. No one loves and cares about your child more than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding like-minded moms and dads that want to homeschool and and raise and raise their children like now is the time to start before before
1: well um, they they definitely went up during covid but it looks like they're still staying up there's whether parents are just afraid of putting their kids in school due to covid or whether it's because of critical race theory or it's because of this type of stuff um or anything else that the schools are teaching they're over sexualized sex education for young kids whatever it is that parents are finding they disagree i i believe the statistics are showing that homeschooling is on the rise at this point
0: and I think, I think that it, I think that it should be. Yeah. I think and where that there's, it be. where there's
1: a will, there's a way. Yeah. My parents never thought that they could sit down and teach. And honestly, that like me and my siblings did a lot of self-teaching as well. There's a lot of really great curriculum out there that helps with that.
0: Yeah. I started homeschooling myself essentially by the time I was like 13. Um, kids are capable, kids are capable of a lot, um, and they, they still can, need help, though. They do need help, right? And that's why I said, you know, build a, build a community, right? Build a community.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's what we did uh, in Michigan where there's people that were better at math. I think one of one of them was like a math teacher. Right. Um, and that's what she went to school for. Uh, so, so she could teach math and some people were better at art, like my mom. And so she was able to teach art. And so it's building that together. Um, and I think also in regards to to fighting back against school systems, take your money away. Like seriously, like take it away, like, you know, go somewhere else. If you have schools that are no longer getting populated, like it might make them change their minds about what they're doing. Vote with your feet and go somewhere yeah. better. Um, so I guess, I guess enough about, I guess enough about that. Um, but look into it yourself. Um, the Daily Wire, again, they have a very uh, comprehensive article on this where I butchered all the names, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, maybe you, and if you look at the article, you'll you'll butcher them too. Don't worry. Yeah, and <laughs> um, you'll you
1: want to be looking for Loudoun County. That's L O U um, D O U N. Going to look for that concealed sexual assault, um, and then Scott Smith is the the named parent in this Not case. Ken Smith. Not Ken. Not, not Ken Kent. Smith. It's Scott.
0: It is Scott Smith. Yeah. And um, so, prayers out
1: to him and his family as they go through with those uh, those court cases.
0: Yeah. I'm I really hope that they drop those charges uh, against him. Um, so that is, again, that is our first story that the media doesn't want to cover uh, specifically CNN. Uh, shout out to you guys. You guys won't you guys won't cover it. So that's disappointing, but not surprised. But I'm disappointed. Thank you uh, for being
1: a shining beacon of truth.
0: Yes. They, you know, Don Lemon, he tries, you know, he he tries. He does a very bad job. I don't know what he tries
1: history. at, but he tries.
0: He's, well, he's trying to do something here. Um, mm, true. So here's another story that uh, you probably didn't know about.
1: Nope, I didn't hear about this one until you mentioned it.
0: Yeah, so talking about uh, Afghanistan, and there are some, some pretty uh, real security risks, right, of, of just shoveling people into a plane and not knowing who they are, right? Mm-hmm. That's just common sense. Like, listen, there are good people, there are bad people. Okay. So we got to, we just got to be aware of those things. Uh, and that's probably one of my biggest, one of my biggest things with taking in refugees where, you know, we want to help and we want to do what we can, but I am not confident in the vetting process, uh, for all of these refugees. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not confident in that. And so, uh, there was an air force article that came out kind of talking, uh, about their withdrawal from Afghanistan, um, you can find, hang on, I'm going to actually open it up right now and tell you what it's called. Um, it's called Air Force Rescue Personnel Support NEO Weeks Before the Fall of Kabul. Uh, this was written by Lieutenant Colonial, Um Kristen Duncan. So there's that. Um, basically, what the report talks about is that they were able to stop five people on board out of afghanistan who intended to hijack the aircraft no fun yeah so that's that's great um, hijackings
1: are near and dear to uh americans everywhere
0: yes uh we we love those things um we love them very much so just wanted to just wanted to kind of bring that to your guys's attention uh that there we are bringing in i don't even know how many refugees from afghanistan that we have brought in but, I, don't, I
1: don't know at this point
0: but uh i imagine to get them out of them that You know, we want to we want to help people. We want to bring them in, but of course, if we can't vet them, that that great that creates a really big security risk uh, for Americans. uh, Brings a pretty good security risk for our children. So just something to keep in mind that um, not too many areas covered. But I will say to redeem um to redeem cnn they did actually cover this article um excuse me they covered they covered this story and they seem to cover it pretty well so you can also look at it on cnn as well Hmm.
1: fun stuff from them uh real quick on the afghanistan refugees it looks like 2.6 million around the world the u.s is looking to take in as many as 50,000. Uh, the UK looking at around twenty, a total of twenty thousand uh, in the coming years. So, yeah, thousands, tens of thousands,
0: right? And that's you I know, mean, it's a lot.
1: That's a lot to vet, and when the vetting system isn't particularly good, that create that, that creates a lot of chances for certain people to slip through.
0: Right, and I'm all for um, helping our Afghanistan allies for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, and um, the and the citizens. Right. Well, that's that's the part that's questioning is like, mm-hmm. how do we vet citizens and vet
1: terrorists? Yeah. I don't know what the company's records of people look like, birth, criminal. I don't know how any of that looks over there in Afghanistan.
0: I have no idea.
1: I imagine it's a it's a challenging process, um, but it definitely doesn't feel like the United States has done very well on how to perform those background checks and then how to expedite it. The border crisis is another good example of that. Yeah. Even if we could funnel them all, like at least for the people that are not trying to just hop the border, they, some of them get in and it seems like several months and some wait years. I don't understand what determines that.
0: I don't either, and I'm really not an expert on it, so no, I really don't I can't, feel comfortable I can't speak talking it. about it. I
1: can't speak to it other than it seems to just take a very long time or not at all. <laughs> it takes a very long
0: time, and from what I do know, it's really difficult to vet them. It's mm-hmm. really, really difficult to vet them, so that's something to keep in mind, and I did make my two brain cells made a mispronunciation. Uh-oh. Lieutenant Colonel Kristen Duncan. Kristen Duncan. There you go. So um, there is that. So another story you didn't hear about, um, you can look into it if you want. <sighs> Do you have any other stories, Connor, that we should, we should know about? Like, surprise me. Uh, well, some that I I've haven't heard I've got
1: of. a couple of updates. Uh, one that the media is not really, uh, covered at this point. There's some smaller sites, but, uh, Melissa Strickler, who was the Pfizer whistleblower, uh, from i want to say within the last you know week or two yeah
0: it's been it's been a couple weeks now
1: yeah so she's been terminated uh project veritas released a voicemail that came from kj wigglesworth who was i'm sorry
0: what's the name
1: kj wigglesworth that is incredible. i thought that name was gone to be honest i don't don't,
0: that's incredible that's like
1: the one part that makes me think maybe this is fake i don't know but that name is just so eccentric um but kj wigglesworth who was a uh, he's from their corporate office uh, for Pfizer security passed on a message because he could, didn't have the balls to do it himself. Ian McKellar that uh, basically told Melissa, you don't return to work on any, under any circumstances, your termination is being pro- t- processed and you, you can contact me if you have any questions. They didn't say why they just said, don't come back to work. So, there's one whistleblower. Can't right imagine.
0: There. I can't imagine why. Can't imagine why they don't want her to come back to work. Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: I wonder. I wonder what's going on there. Um, I actually, mean, she I'm she gonna,
0: probably knew that was coming
1: though. Oh, she definitely knew it was coming. It just I don't know how it's not. And this is a little chain of events here that I wanted to cover. But you know that that whistleblower. So Melissa Strickler has been fired. Uh, Francis. i oh, sorry. No, I don't want to get to Francis Haugen yet. Um, where did i put his name there was another facebook uh whistleblower and i think i've lost his name in my notes That's okay. but another facebook whistleblower who basically came out with the vaccine hesitancy leak that showed the data and the different algorithms that facebook was using to basically label people if they were vaccine accepting or vaccine hesitant and to make sure that they got specific content or didn't get other content.
0: So let me ask you a question. When Part we say
1: misinformation campaigns.
0: So when you say that this guy was a whistleblower, like was he was he saying this was a problem that they were doing this? Or yes. okay. And legitimate, that feels legitimate.
1: Illegitimate brought out the daddy it was like, hey look, they're sorting you guys into vaccine hesitant and then they're giving you different uh different experiences on Facebook, depending on what they're categorizing you as, as they try to convince you otherwise, um, or deem you as more of a risk. Uh, he was also fired, but you know, who was not fired yet is Francis Haugen, who was the newest Facebook, uh, the newest Facebook whistleblower in quotation marks, because nobody believes that at this point that I've talked to. And I don't mention anything. I'm just like, Hey, have you, uh, have you, have you, have you listened to that Facebook whistleblower? <laughs> and every single person I've talked to is like, "Oh yeah, no, she's totally fake." Yeah, yeah, she's still not fired as far as I can find, well, and she's and she got Senate hearings, right? So these other these other whistleblowers, uh, Morgan, uh, let's see, Morgan Common was uh, the other Facebook whistleblower who was terminated back in May, uh, and he released detailed algorithmic censorship of posts deemed vaccine hesitant. So he whistle blew that. He got fired. Melissa Strickler uh, is a whistleblower for Pfizer. She got fired. And then you have Francis Haugen, who comes out as a whistleblower, quote unquote, and Doesn't she gets get fired. she's not fired. Not yet. I mean, she could be. So I'm not going to I'm not going to insert my f- foot and mouth at this point. But she still has a job with Facebook and she's g- proceeding with Senate hearings at this point. So, right
0: I've, I've seen some, some normally
1: i would say if you're a legit whistleblower you're probably gonna get fired
0: yeah no because you're going against what they want um but i feel like facebook is kind of in the government's pocket at this point
1: it is and it actually i mean and from her whistleblowing like, facebook she wants it and then mark zuckerberg himself has come out and said it is they essentially just want more government control they want the government's hands further and deeper into their pockets that's what they're going for yeah
0: i heard the statement and it kind of started off okay and then he's like but we need more i'm like okay yep yep
1: as soon as it does i don't know about that that's that's fun yeah so that's the update on the whistleblowers there Fun. um now i do have a fun video to show you Uh So no. Vanessa when Gelman. when you say
0: fun, I get a little <laughs> nervous at this point.
1: So Vanessa Gelman is the senior director uh, for the Worldwide Research at Pfizer, and she's the one who we covered in our last episode that was adamantly stating in bold letters and highlighted in yellow not to let people know, not to let the public know or try to keep it under wraps that they used uh aborted fetal cell tissue in the testing for their product
0: i do remember this
1: yeah so she didn't like that so i do have a video here for you and uh i'll make sure i get the audio in for everybody that's listening but let's take a look at the video as project veritas tries to get an interview with her okay hey vanessa vanessa Gelman. i'm a reporter with project
0: veritas vanessa Gelman. Who works in washington dc is senior director of worldwide research from vanessa gilman from the perspective of corporate affairs we want to avoid having the information on the fetal cell lines floating out there we believe that the risk of communicating this right now
1: outweighs any potential benefit that we could see particularly with general members of the public who may take this information and use it in ways we may not want it out there Miss, why did you send emails telling uh, Pfizer employees not to report that you guys were using fetal cell lining, miss. What else are you hiding from the public? Miss, what else are you hiding from the public? The public needs to know. Well, uh, there you have it. We wanted to ask her a few questions. She broke up a pretty good workout there. We really think that the public needs to know what about the fetal cell lining emails. and uh, We tried to get a comment. She ran. Sometimes they don't want to answer for the fraud that they're committing or the corruption that's going on. We try our best, and uh, the really only question now is who's next. Now it is fun because they've uh, Project Veritas has confronted a couple of Pfizer employees. Uh, she's the only one that broke out into a straight out run down yeah. the sidewalk into to get into her house. I wonder.
0: I wonder which PR manager told her to do that. If anyone asks you questions, you just run. Just you don't just run. You, you don't look back. You run.
1: Also, update your profile picture uh, for the company. You don't look like that anymore. Um, Might be hard to identify you.
0: She she looked about the same to me really
1: yeah go back and watch it but yeah you guys can find that video uh project veritas's website Uh, or, but easier is on their youtube and you can watch them try to talk to vanessa Gelman as she takes off in a she really sprint. did
0: she really did take off it's I amazing like, i love it i feel yeah. like at this point though like if i were with pfizer and i were doing their pr like we would have a talking point list like especially if you have someone who is the face of it which is um vanessa Gelman. at mm-hmm. this point like there would definitely need to be, like, some talking points or just tell her to be, like, I have no comment on this uh, at this time. Like, those would be things that I would
1: Running I is would say. not... Don't run.
0: Yeah. And obviously, like, if those reporters, like, physically tried to keep her there, like, that would be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, So she can walk away and say, I have no comment at this time and just keep walking away. Um, Now, you know, she's not like uh, Kamala Harris, who and Joe Biden who do this often just like they just walk away they they do need to answer some
1: questions Well, Kamala laughs she does and she laugh. walks away yeah she
0: does she does laugh it's it's really horrifying uh to be quite honest but and then Joe Biden he just he just like ganters away he slowly just walks away at this point it's there's really, a part of
1: me that that kind of enjoys it because it's like it's entertaining I, I wish it wasn't the president but it is somewhat entertaining just to see what has he said or done today
0: because it's it's it's
1: it's really funny and like you know when he was back when he had all of his mental you know facilities around him he he kind of was like an insert foot and mouth type of person i'll never forget him back when he was vice president saying something about uh, you don't need to have a rifle for home defense you just need a shotgun Fire one shot in the air and then one at the at the intruder. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh, wow. this guy." That's crazy. I was like, "You're probably more likely to kill him at close distance with a shotgun than a rifle." But okay.
0: Okay, whatever. Oh
1: man, but yeah, that uh, Biden and Kamala.
0: Oh. They boy. are a pair. They they really just they must hate each other. I can't. Eat. The one thing I agree with Kamala Harris on, like the only thing I agree with Kamala Harris on, are
1: mm-hmm. you ready for this? Yeah
0: is that joe biden is a racist <laughs> that is the only thing i agree with her on statement
1: uh before she became his running mate
0: right and now they're all hunky-dory but they're not hunky-dory but they're all hunky-dory i kind right. of i kind of doubt it
1: um yeah. but the
0: things that he has said have just been blatantly racist for am like how would why would you want to vote have for you, this have you guy? seen that
1: t-shirt the and it's i don't think he actually said it it's making fun of the way he talks but it takes the if you. What is it? If you feed a man, you know, a a fish, you know, he doesn't go hungry for the day or whatever. But if you teach him how to fish, then he can like they just totally mess up all the words for a quote from Biden. it's like fish a man and feed for a Uh, day. He is hungry. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. And,
0: you know, I kind of I kind of like slightly sympathize. I feel like I'm I have more of my mental everything together. Mm -hmm. Unlike Joe Biden. And I still like just have a hard time with words. Like I mess them up and I look back and I'm like, Why did I do that? I was like, that is horrible. Like, Jordan, you're better than this. <laughs> um, Wait till you
1: listen back to our podcast and then you can nitpick all the little mistakes. Oh my gosh, don't make me both of us. <laughs> <make>. <laughs> yeah. Uh.
0: It uh, it always drives me crazy because like I know how to say it and then I and then it comes out and I'm like, that came off as and I'm like, that that wasn't what I I meant something different. Um, but but that's okay. Uh, but he's he's just off in general
1: yeah he is it's it's entertaining as much as it is disheartening so at least there's a balance to it
0: at this point i think i'm too if it was
1: Kamala that, that took over the presidency then it's just disheartening at that point it's not even funny
0: i mean oh man that's a no, that's another conversation that's a whole different conversation, it's a whole conversation for another day
1: um but so speaking of conversations CNN's uh, doctor Sanjay Gupta got on Joe Rogan this week for a three a little over three hour podcast I believe yeah, that's I've, got- a long one. I've gotten through part of it not all of it most of his are about that long they're usually yeah. about two hours two to four hours is probably pretty average yeah. for him
0: I can do like a couple of hours like that works for me
1: it really depends on the conversation for me this um, one I think I could listen to the whole thing all the way through if I've got the time if I can just keep doing stuff at house and I'm not reading or doing something that requires at least one other part of my brain to be functioning 'Cause that's just how I am, but it, it Yeah, so the, they go on to this conversation and CNN's framing him as like this hero that quote unquote went into the lion's den. And
0: is is that mm, what they said? Is yes. like he went into the lion's den? Yeah,
1: that's that's on one of their articles.
0: Okay. Well then yeah. I mean to be fair, I mean
1: Actually, you can you can find the video, uh, but he goes in. You know, so it goes into the lions den. Uh, by the way, the CNN video because they cut out the part that's probably the most damning on them, it, and we'll get to that in a second. But their their video got eight eight point five thousand likes to thirty two thousand dislikes.
0: CNN's just not doing well in its ratings, from what I'm aware of.
1: No, no, it's it's not doing good. It's not doing good at all. But um, just to take a few parts out of it from the different clips that i could find um something i found interesting that sanjay said is that he doesn't know that he's ever talked to anybody no breaks no distractions no phones for three hours before uh but he thinks that that's how you get some of these good real conversations and which
0: he's right about like he is
1: right it's it's the part that he says he doesn't think he has and he stated it multiple times Um, he stated again, kind
0: uh, of conversations are the ones that you just are kind of focused and dialed in for a few hours and
1: yeah, well, according to him, he hasn't done that. And he stated again, he's like, I don't think I've ever spoken to another human for three hours before it was really something. Um, and he also claims that it was a lot of mental gymnastics on Rogan's part. Um, which I I think what it comes down to is. Sanjay seems to be regurgitating a lot of the data, um, but then in, he kind of shrugs off the anomalies in the data. Israel, uh, as far as vaccinations uh go, they're mostly vaccinated country, and they still had their biggest COVID case spike in August, September, um, hmm. and the trend seems to be following some of the flu season Yeah, just he, he seems to be ignoring some of that and shrugging it off. And he's like, well, it's most pretty much. His bottom line is that it's mostly safe and that Rogan should get it. And Rogan's resoundedly pretty much just told him, no, I'm mm-hmm. not getting it. Right. Uh, because Rogan believes that because he got COVID naturally, he's got natural antibodies and those are going to be, there's either more of or they're stronger or longer lasting than what the vaccines have. Um, that's not entirely clear yet from the studies that I can find. I will point out that Project Veritas and their part four for covid uh, exposing is uh Nick Carl who's a biochemist of Pfizer admitted in an under- to an undercover reporter um, that you have stronger immunity if you received it naturally by contracting the virus compared to the vaccine antibodies uh, and two other Pfizer vaccines have admitted the same thing in other undercover project veritas videos so we've got a couple of i mean this seems that the Pfizer's really just getting hit here with these but it, we've got engineers and biochemists saying that no, you're better off if you if you got COVID and went through it, um, and arguably maybe the best combination is to have the vaccine because you know, you've got a specific part of the virus and then you get COVID, so your symptoms are not as bad. But then you get the more robust natural antibodies. Yeah, that but could we're be gonna need more research be a on that. For sure. Not a doctor, not a biochemist, not giving you guys, not giving anybody medical advice here. And You all do what you want. Um, but this particular interview is interesting because CNN, um, a couple months ago when Joe Rogan, the biggest podcaster in the world, as far as I know, there might be one other that got past him, but mm. biggest podcaster in the world caught COVID uh, and his doctors uh, prescribed him ivermectin, uh, monoclonal antibodies and a bunch of other uh, vitamins and stuff like his doctors, like, oh, you're sick. We're going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at you and he got better sure. in a couple of days and was back to it and Joe rogan's in his uh I want to say he's in his 50s um he's, yeah, 50s, he's not
0: a, he's not like a spring chicken right no he's not
1: but he's super fit works out takes care of himself eats mm-hmm. well right um all of that stuff but CNN wrote an article saying that Joe Rogan went and took horse dewormer um which was not true and they were referring to ivermectin which is it's used for a variety of parasitic infections in um, other conditions. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you had a hard time pronouncing these words. Uh, Oncosoriasis and river blindness are two of the other ones. And they, they it's also used as a, as a horse dewormer. But the thing is, is, this particular drug is used for people. It's used for animals and they just labeled it as an animal drug and was like joe rogan went to you know tractor supply and got himself some ivermectin horse paste and, and took it and no he got he got it prescribed by his doctor
0: what would, what would just what would who would encourage them just to just give out such a blatant lie i don't know
1: and sanjay didn't know either because rogan cornered him on it and wouldn't let him and he's just like why would your network lie about that and sanjay is just like uh he's like, uh, um, Let's see. Let's find his exact quote here.
0: He said, I don't know. They shouldn't have done that.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Rogan was asking him, does it bother you that the news network uh, you work for outright lied about me taking horse dewormer? And like, why would they do that? And like I said, Sanjay replies like, I don't know. They shouldn't have done it. And Joe Rogan's like, you didn't ask? And uh Sanjay just said, I didn't ask, and I should have asked before coming on the podcast. Actually, Sanjay, you should have asked when they published the dang article.
0: Well, you have to be committed to representing people as truthfully as you can. And that, to me, was so far from the from the truth about mm-hmm. what really happened. And I feel like, I think I saw like a clip with uh, Don Lemon and um, Sanjay, right? Yep, yep. Um, with Sanjay and... It felt like Don Lemon, and I think the clip is out there, so you can go find it somewhere. But almost like trying to like explain how the article wasn't wrong and like, well, technically it was correct. And technically Yeah, it was- yeah that's
1: exactly what he did. He says, Sanjay is uh is Ivermectin used for horse deworming? Yes, it is. Well then the article wasn't a lie.
0: It just feels like it just feels like 10-year-olds like playing a game of like, well, it wasn't really a lie. And these aren't like grown men. Well, I mean, they are grown men, but I'm.
1: They're in this case, they're they're acting more like boys. It's it's. It is. It's really it's childish. And, and the thing is, is like every clip you watch uh, with other like co-hosts that, from CNN that Sanjay is doing this with, you can tell they all have a really negative perception of Rogan, as of like Of course this, they do, because the, the man
0: speaks his mind. Yeah,
1: the and the thing is, Rogan is just he's your average dude.
0: That's what that's what's so interesting about him is that he is just kind of an average guy. He's you know, an average, average guy. Life. He's asking
1: average. He's asking average questions that you and me would ask. That the little snippets of people in their little like sixty second clips on news media don't ask. Right. And then they di- and then they can't explain because sometimes it takes more than sixty seconds. So and I would recommend people go listen to the podcast because it's fun to listen to Rogan go after us because you don't get to see it very often when the media just straight up lies about what you did.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I do think. They got the article right when they said that he did really go into the lion's den, um, because I think <laughs> Rogan did a good job. A little bit. Uh, from it's what just, I could, yeah. from what I could see, I did. I'm just being honest. I did not watch the full three hours. Oh yeah. I did no, not I know do you didn't. that. Uh, Connor and I have the- had many conversations. There's not enough time in the day to watch every. Excuse me. To listen to every single podcast out there, but.
1: Uh yeah, but this this is really telling in Sanjay's article though. If, if you want to get an idea of what they think about Rogan. Uh, this this paragraph in his article sums it up pretty well. So on CNN, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, why Joe Rogan and I sat down and talked for more than three hours. That's incredible. it. Really seems it's so to bug incredible. Him.
0: It, it it does seem to bug him.
1: It really seems to bug him that he talked for three hours with another human being without looking at his phone or yeah. and without a someone
0: break. that you disagree with too. and somebody, somebody with you, you disagree, disagree with, with.
1: Yeah. and that person didn't kill him or try to beat him up, as no. he states in this paragraph where he says many of his friends cautioned him against going, against accepting Joe's invitation. There is little room for reasonable conversations anymore, one person told him. <laughs> he is a brawler and doesn't play fair, another warned. In fact, when I told Joe early in the podcast that I didn't agree with his apparent views on vaccines against COVID, ivermectin, and many things in between, part of me thought the MMA, former Taekwondo champion, might hurdle himself across the table and throttle my neck. But instead he smiled and off we went. Okay. That's their perception of him.
0: The, no, but here's, this is, and there's a broader point here, right? The broader point here is that they have such a misconception of not just Joe Rogan, but anyone who believes something different yes. than they do. They are genuinely deceived the thinking. Because Joe's not someone, necessarily
1: conservative either.
0: No, he's not. It's just anyone that disagrees with, with the established narrative. They're mm-hmm. like, well, they must be bad people. They must be horrible people. And here's, and here's the thing that really bothers me with people that I disagree with. It's not that I disagree with them. It's that I feel like I give them the benefit of the doubt where I'm like, I can see that there's some good intentions here. Now, granted, um, uh, good intentions don't always mean uh, good results, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I do believe you have good intentions. But when you hear something like this, like he genuinely probably thought, that you know joe rogan he must be just that bad that he would try to that he would try to attack me me and assault me
1: because we have differing views on this
0: but that's kind of the broad. i think there's a broader point to be made there is that i think that's something that a lot of people on the left genuinely believe about people that disagree with them not just conservatives although i think conservatives are getting targeted quite a bit more like we're not i don't feel like i'm given the benefit of the doubt I'm just if I if I don't believe that a child shouldn't be allowed to mutilate their body, Mm -hmm. that I must be a horrible person. It's like, well, hang on. No, like, let's talk about it. Like, hear me out and see that I care and I have compassion, too. And I think I might be coming from this, in my opinion, in a better way um, that I actually protect children Mm -hmm. um, from mutilating themselves for the rest of their lives. And so when I read this, like, it's so laughable, but it's so serious to think that that's how they see people on the other side as genuinely dangerous. Yeah. Um, that's dangerous bothersome. or just
1: stupid, as we've seen with a lot of uh, celebrities and athletes that have come out and stated that they're not getting the vaccine. We had the the Nicki Minaj uh tweets and then she got banned off Twitter and now she doesn't want to touch the platform. So she And
0: Nicki Minaj is not like a liberal excuse me. She's not a conservative no, she's a person. She's very liberal and then there was Rihanna who came out with the think while it's still legal shirt um Mm -hmm. there was a model that came out and her name is actually hard to pronounce i need to actually find it
1: yeah well you Um, find that there's been uh i think at least one nba player who said he's he's not against vaccines but he's against mandating the vaccines and so he won't get it and they're telling him he can't play because of it yeah uh and actually the actress for uh shuri i think i'm saying that right uh from black panther um his younger sister uh she also has come out with uh, anti covid vaccination tweets and so i was like but the the ridicule that these people are getting as either anti science or deniers or that they're just plain dumb uh is we saw a little bit of it first when Kanye West uh, decided to support Trump and go against uh, the party that he'd been a part of. But and then he, they, they called him an Uncle Tom and all these other awful things. And But then he ran for him.
0: himself, Kanye 2020,
1: right? He did, Kanye 2024. Oh
0: my God. I don't want to be concerned, <laughs> but I do appreciate his efforts. But yeah, he, he did. Kanye West did start kind of a movement it's like, hey, you can think how you want. You can. Yeah. You can be black and vote for, you know, someone who's not a Democrat. Like, and then they just get that.
1: ousted by their circles and call all these awful things. But
0: Kanye's like still a billionaire though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's doing fine. He's yeah,
1: <laughs> No, he's got, he's got fantastic he's business models and business ideas. And it's not my type of music, but I know a lot of people that really enjoy his music. I've heard a few songs that I'm good with, but yeah, overall, he's doing fine. Yeah. Um, but all these other people, like, I don't know how it's going to work for the actors and actresses that say they're not getting it. Um, I don't, it's the athletes are being told they can't play, so
0: yeah.
1: Mm. I don't, I don't know what to think of it at that point. Um, but on yeah. top of that, people that are not wanting to get the vaccine. uh This from USNI News: uh, New Navy guidance will discharge sailors refusing COVID nineteen vaccination without exemption. So they're not offering exemptions at this point for the Navy. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of nuance to that story, but just this yeah, is this is happening. I have to in,
0: look into that a bit more.
1: Yeah, it's 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 happening with uh, firefighter, police unions, and now we're starting to see it happen in the military. Uh, in this case, the Navy, uh, which is an interesting trend that's going along, and something we'll continue yeah. to to follow. I
0: yeah, that could be a deeper conversation because I've actually heard some different uh, opinions regarding this, even people on a more conservative level regarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, vaccine uh mandates for for those who are, who are Yeah, in I think that's a good
1: conversation so, for another segment. It's yeah. just it came up this morning and I wanted to note that that's uh one of the one of the things. It's also a point of contention with all the airline travel that's been happening. Southwest uh yeah. had over 2000 flights this past weekend that were canceled and they uh they've claimed initially weather related uh cancellations, but there's been rumors that it's pilots going on strike.
0: See, I heard it was Hurricane Brandon. Did you hear? <laughs> I saw a tweet, and that was the best thing I Let's heard. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, love Brandon. Um, just kidding. Um, I love him as Christ would love him, uh, but I don't particularly like the man. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that's a really weird. Uh, that's a really weird case in regards. They're they're saying they were saying it was weather related, which was hilarious i was like lol okay
1: it's weather related and all none of the other i don't think many of the other airlines have uh were having experienced those type of cancellations although i am aware that american airlines is soon to enact their uh their vaccination policy and they might see a large exodus of pilots and uh, flight attendants but also flight crew ground crew all of them as well
0: yeah, I think that we're going to see some pretty uh, large uh, repercussions from this. Um, and I think the Southwest CEO just blamed Joe Biden for the airline's vaccine mandate. So mm-hmm. there's some people that are saying it ha- doesn't have to do the vaccine mandates. But then why would the CEO come out and and talk about mm-hmm. and saying mm-hmm. that that's the reason he
1: said here? I've never been in favor of corporations imposing that kind of mandate. Uh, he told CNBC on Tuesday morning. I'm not in favor of that. Never have been, but the executive order from President Biden mandates that all federal employees and then all federal contractors, which covers all major airlines, have to have a vaccine mandate in place by December 8th. So we're working through that just in time for Christmas.
0: That's that's going to be a mess.
1: Speaking of speaking Christmas, of Christmas
0: though... oh my gosh, speaking of Christmas, did you know that Christmas, one, it might be canceled, canceled by uh, Fauci, but don't worry, don't worry, we're working on that still, um, but... We might not have Christmas presents. Connor, what's going on here?
1: You might not have Christmas presents. You might not have Christmas trees. You might not have pumpkins for Thanksgiving. What? There's Yeah, there's all sorts of supply uh, supply chain issues, shortages. People aren't working, so they can't process them. Enough. In fact, turkeys are at risk this uh, Thanksgiving. Our almost national bird is... Uh, almost national bird. It was almost national. I believe uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted it to be the turkey, but we he chose would. the bald eagle anyways. He
0: would want that.
1: Yeah, bald eagle, definitely a better choice. But, but uh, what about these
0: these Christmas presents? This is really sad.
1: They're not coming, largely because they're imported from other countries because we don't make that many things in America anymore. And Joe Biden has just opened up on all the all the tariffs and such. So all the corporations in America have just moved all their distribution and factory making process out of the country and it needs to come into the country. And you know what else is at a shortage? Shipping containers. Yay. They are actually I think it was in uh, was it San Francisco? I I'm, I'm forgetting. There's a there's currently a government project to build uh shipping container uh, low income housing. They can't finish the project because shipping containers are nowhere to be found, and it's too expensive to get them now. So even their low income housing is going to get too expensive because shipping containers are too expensive.
0: Wow, well, Joe Biden's really helping the poor, isn't he? He's doing an amazing. He's job. doing. Like, hey, so this is the this is the supply chain crisis. We have the border crisis. Yep. Afghanistan crisis. Gas prices have gone up. By the way, I've in all my years of driving, which has been about six years, I have never paid over thirty dollars for gas. I did yesterday.
1: Oh, I definitely did time. in New York.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. It's
1: worse in California and yes. it's even worse in Hawaii, though there are certain counties in California that are actually worse than Hawaii, which is amazing considering it's a it's a bunch of rocks tossed out in the ocean. Um yeah. but uh. couple a couple bullet points here from the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail. The Daily Mail. The Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Yeah. What?
0: We're going with the Daily Mail today? Oh. It's kinda awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel that's all
1: right though. Frustrated shoppers share photos of bare aisles in stores across the country, and hashtag empty Joe trends on Twitter as the Biden administration's response to the supply chain's crisis is slammed as too little, too late. Now we'll just run through the bullet points here. Um, But there, people are posting photos of partially stocked stores and hashtag blaming Biden. Uh, Problems in complex global supply chains created by the pandemic have caused significant disruption. It, the pandemic caused it, but then everybody else stalling to restart things is really making it a lot worse at this point. This is
0: a complicated issue. Um,
1: There's a lot of moving yeah, parts, but it's it, nothing's being helped by different countries continuing to shut down, continuing to slow, uh, slow process and production because of the COVID restrictions. Mm, yeah. Um, and that's just kind of killing things. Oh, I see so, a bullet
0: here that's really funny. Um, which I agree with. Conservatives are already labeling Biden the Grinch who stole Christmas, <laughs> accusing him of mismanagement. Um, and I can totally see if, like, if Biden were green, like, he totally could be the Grinch. He totally could be like yeah. paint him green, like, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. actually I, I want to find the part
1: on this, but Biden on Wednesday announced that the port of Los Angeles, the largest in North America, would work twenty four hours. So That's they're going to be they're going to have the port in Los Angeles working around the clock. Which is really good for everybody's mental and physical well being, especially yeah. while there's COVID yeah. out yeah. there. If you're not working let's 20, run them to the ground to make sure that they right. get sick and can't work anymore. Right.
0: Let's, 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 nothing, nothing says that you work hard like 24 hours. Like that's, that's natural. People work 24 hours a day. Yep. They don't need to sleep. Agreed. Great. Wonderful.
1: Oh. Oh, and then um, there's the
0: last one here. Um, Jensaki, Saki, um, she was forced to explain what was going on so and 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 poor Jen Psaki she's always having to pick up um after Joe Biden uh because he he just he's just so terrible at being president
1: let me see if I can find where her statement was but yeah and
0: I was gonna try it listen I try to be fair I try to be honest I think it's very fair very fair it'd be unfair to say that Joe Biden is doing a good job I think it's unfair
1: very unfair and actually on this article you can find dozens of photos from across the country that they've pulled off of uh pulled off of twitter of lots of empty shelves It looks like uh empty like chicken broth shelves you got one there although right next to it is uh
0: the little the little thing of chicken broth yeah oh, no. next to
1: the thing a little dishwashing soap so things are getting misplaced but pretty empty there uh people are stating that they, there's, there's still food but they're just seeing a lot of empty shelves um around the place yeah. uh, i was actually at uh, viva chicken the other day they ran out of ketchup Oh. I don't know how you run out of ketchup, but they did. Wow. Uh okay. let's see. This store here is out of toilet paper completely. You've got multiple empty bins with no toilet paper there. I, um, you know, I
0: just for everyone who's listening cat food,
1: I, that's also gone.
0: Is really oh that's okay. That's okay.
1: They can find some mice.
0: That's true. They can. Mm-hmm. They can, they can do that. They'll be okay. Wow. So a lot of a lot of great stuff going on here. Uh Joe Biden's doing a great job. Um I've never been happier to be in Joe Biden's America. I don't know. I don't know about you. How I'm do you thrilled. feel? I'm thrilled. You sound thrilled. Although you sound Absol- kind of the same.
1: Absolutely elated.
0: You know, I'd believe you. Kind of like you always sound like that. Like you would be excited and sound exactly like that.
1: Yes, actually, I would. Yes, that that's that's the <laughs> truth.
0: So, um, Joe Biden's doing a great job. I did actually see an article. It needs to be confirmed. But I literally saw it right before we got on this mm-hmm. podcast that. Uh, Joe Biden is going to reinstate the stay in Mexico policy, so I need to look into that a bit further. But Ooh. he's going to do that uh, in November. So. That'll be
1: interesting to see that reaction from the left. There,
0: yeah, I mean that's that's another topic. But to to maybe some better news, I guess, is that it's gotten so bad that it's something that he's willing to do. So so there you go. Uh, there's there's that. I hope everyone finds. A turkey and a couple of Christmas presents. I don't think.
1: You do yeah, you might want well to start looking now, but please don't panic by and please, screw please it don't. for the rest of people that want stuff. We already saw what happened back in 2020 when the toilet paper shortage started, and some people went a long time without that stuff. They did. <laughs> Let's not repeat that. They did. With food. And I, it's probably not a bad idea to maybe slowly stock up on some stuff of non-perishables buy a little bit extra worst case scenario you just eat it a little later than normal but don't go wipe out the the whole ding aisle of food like other people have got to eat and survive and if you take all that food and then we really do have a collapse you're just going to be the number one target for supplies
0: <laughs> you will become the grocery store. Um, yeah, if you yeah. if you, if I if I didn't have a gluten allergy, I would be stocking up on the Chef Boyardee's ravioli. Oh, I don't know what it is about <laughs> that. Like it is so bad, but it is so good, and I and I can't I can't get enough um, when I when I didn't have a gluten allergy. But uh, Connor, last question for you mm-hmm. today: What what should we take from this? What should we take from this? the, the stories of today what's your takeaway
1: my takeaway it would be it would have to be not to not to just blindly trust people in authority over you like that goes for the people that are doing all the mass reporting for the media that goes for the government uh that goes for your church leaders your school board uh your bosses your employers don't just blindly take their word for it and follow follow whatever it is that they're saying. You, you need to question it. You need to be critical of it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being critical about it or skeptical about what is going on, what they're saying, um, especially when things are not lining up. That, that would have to be my, my takeaway and to just make sure that you speak out on those issues. We're speaking out here on Resident Skeptics. Uh, scott and his family are speaking up about the the school lots of americans are speaking up about the empty shelves in their grocery stores and the fact that a majority of uh, democrats seem to think that the economy is good conservatives and uh independents disagree with that and i would say everybody on twitter there with empty empty store shelves would also disagree with that narrative so yeah guys be skeptical
0: yeah. Oh. Oh. Did you just tie in our title? I did, and it might be a point? tagline now. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I wasn't ready, but no. I. I fully agree with you, and I'll echo the last part of speaking up. And it will. It'll probably cost you something. Speaking up mm-hmm. and saying something that's not popular, it might cost you some. Some friends. Uh might. Hopefully, I hope not. But it could cost you your job. Uh, it could cost you. It could cost you a lot of different things. Um, but I think it's worth it at this point because you have a choice. You can speak up now or speak up later, and it might not. It might not even be worth it at that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So now is a good time to do it and uh, to remain skeptical.
1: Yeah, don't wait, guys.
0: And and don't don't miss say words like I do, and you'll be good to go. <laughs>
1: we'll continue to work on the pronunciations.
0: It was a hard word. I didn't even know how to say the last name. I felt
1: pretty good about how I did with the uh, the medical term compared to you and the last names
0: it was like no they were the weirdest last names i got the weirdest last names. it was like bur- i can't even say i had I,
1: wigglesworth
0: but wigglesworth you can like spell that out mine was like <laughs> B- B- mirage and i'm like wait what is this and then fellatio i did i had i tried you did to, get that one i did try to like figure that one out before i read it because i was doing some stuff yesterday and i was like what is this word is it like, like i couldn't figure it out But um, I had all the weird last names this time around, so I feel like I I get a pass.
1: We'll give you a little bit of a pass. Happens again next week, you're in trouble.
0: Are you gonna fire me? Please say no.
1: I can't fire you, you work for free. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Unless you want to do this podcast all by yourself and just talk to no one. Ever,
1: yeah. Ever heard of vo- firing a volunteer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, I mean, you can. You'd be like, hey, you can't volunteer anymore because you it are just so feel, bad at your job. It doesn't
1: feel very advantageous to do that. And then I would be here by myself. And while I could talk to a screen and talk to people, it's definitely not nearly as engaging as having somebody else who thinks about things differently, agrees, disagrees, doesn't know, whatever the case might be.
0: That's that's fair. I appreciate that compliment to make me feel better. So thanks. Absolutely. And uh, also, oh, go ahead. No, you go. Sure. Yeah. Are you okay with that?
1: Yeah, because it might be the same thing I'm going to say.
0: Oh, um, I was just, I was, I was switching gears completely and saying that we have some exciting stuff coming up. We do. We are going to be going through a, well, we're going to be going through multiple different books. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the next couple of weeks, we will be covering is it okay if I say what we're covering? Yeah,
1: I'm good with announcing yeah. it.
0: We will be covering Animal Farm um and for anyone's like, "Oh, book review, that that sounds really boring and Kind of we're like, gonna
1: read it to you word by word.
0: <laughs> it's actually just kind of a fun book to read out loud. Um, I, I think it's I think it's rather in, enjoyable in that regard. But it's about talking about the book and then talking about how it relates to culture now. Yeah. So it's gonna we're gonna talk about the book, but it's not just gonna be about the book. It's gonna be about the broader implications mm-hmm. uh, of what uh, Orwell was trying to put out there. So you'll you won't want to miss that. That's coming up. And yeah, I would say that's else? probably
1: probably first week of November. I think is probably a good.
0: First week in November, we're going for first week in November.
1: Yeah, that's like, what, two weeks out? Yeah. Unless you want to hit earlier. And then no, uh, December, finally. we uh, have a date set for, uh, you, you're going to have to remind me because I'm going to misspeak on it again.
0: That's okay. I can do it then.
1: That's, yes, you do it then.
0: Okay. In December, uh, we are going to be going through a series on the Federalist Papers,
1: Good. I almost said Confederate articles. I'm like, no, that's definitely wrong. It's Federalist.
0: no, no, it is the Federalist. They're also known as the Federalist, uh, but the Federalist papers, um, those are basically kind of a guide to the Constitution. Uh, if you haven't read the Constitution before, uh, you definitely should. It's not a super long read at all. I've read it a couple times. And as I've said on here, I have rewritten the Constitution. <laughs> uh, it's a bad interpretation of it. So don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't read my interpretation of it. Go, uh, go, go. Read that as well, because um, it's it's important for the Federalist Papers. But we're excited to be going through that, and we've actually both never read the Federalist Papers. Mm-hmm. And one Those of the first. things, yeah. And one of the things that we've kind of discussed and as a critique of ourselves is really wanting to understand what our country is founded on before we have arguments and discussions about it. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, We invite you guys to to read it along with us Mm -hmm. uh, to to investigate for yourself, because even if you don't agree with the things that we're saying or the Federalist Papers or the Constitution, it's good to know what you're fighting against. Uh, It's good to know like what you're actually standing against as opposed to just uh, kind of a boogeyman or an idea that someone's given you about something. Yeah,
1: not to mention what you're fighting for.
0: Exactly, exactly. And you might end up changing your mind or not changing your mind, but that's completely up to you. And I think that's the only only other update that yeah, I have. I think
1: that's it. Uh, website is still in process. Logo's getting much closer to being done, so you'll see that everywhere soon. We do have social media on Instagram. You can follow us on Spotify, um, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. There's a couple other ones, the platforms that are out there that we are on, but uh, those three would be the primary ones.
0: Right, and our Instagram handle is Resident Skeptics, just like you see it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all I have for today.
1: You can you can also find it on YouTube. I'll be uploading uh, just some of the video clips that you'll see on Instagram will also be going onto YouTube. trying for at least every other day or maybe daily uh, clips of that stuff. So yeah, that's YouTube and Instagram for now.
0: Yeah. I'm getting the side eye from Connor that I'm supposed to be doing more of that. And I'm have not yet. So (laughs) we're going to find more
1: clips uh, to put out there. Yeah. It's just
0: that our conversation is just so boring that we only have a couple of of clips that we can use. (laughs) (laughs) Just a few of them. Just only, only a few. Um, I actually, I don't know. Are we entertaining? Do you think we're entertaining enough?
1: I'll, I'll leave that up to people um, and okay. they can actually submit that feedback. You can find us on a uh, anchor.fm uh, slash resident skeptics. You can find us on there and there actually is a place where you can go and message us and we can get that content. So if you guys have feedback, have questions, uh, anything else you want us to look up, or even if you have a correction or a complaint, <laughs> you can lodge it there. Um, it helps with the interaction analytics um, and we would be happy to see some of those messages from you guys.
0: Yeah. Unless they're unless they're just hate comments and we're probably not going to respond. But
1: oh, I'm going to frame them.
0: You're going to frame them?
1: Yeah. I need a hate comment.
0: Okay. That's fair. Go ahead. That's fine. You, you can frame them. I'll put them in a book. How about that?
1: A collage? Yeah. 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 Like a, a photo collage. collage, a collage, a collage yeah. of hate comments.
0: That's totally fine with me. I think that would be cute. Okay, that's all I have.
1: I like it. It'd be a nice little guest book if we ever have guests on the podcast. Be like, hey, by the way, this is. Uh, this Would you is, like to sign those? Here's some people's thoughts. Yeah. Yes, let's get signatures. I like this idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna note it for us later.
0: I'm, I'm for it.
1: it sounds good. And uh, we will see everybody next time.
0: Well, we're not gonna see them.
1: Yeah, we made this joke last time.
0: Did we? Oh, yeah. okay. Just, I'm gonna leave now.
1: Yeah, I'll leave it again. I'll see you never.
0: <laughs> see you never ever. <laughs> all right, we're out.